going to jump right on into it today. Everybody ready? Everybody comfortable? The air feels good, though. Isn't that a big praise? Man, I tell you, last week we were a little concerned about what was going on there, and the Lord worked in the midst of that and got the AC going, and we're cooling it today, too. So we appreciate uh, those folks for their service. And today's message is about serving. It's about who you serve and how you serve. Amen? So it's titled, Actual Service. And I thought about that, you know, even if you think about going out and getting a good meal, right? You can, you can have a great meal, great food, but it's really not much of a meal if you have poor service, amen? You think about that, yeah, amen. And, you know, even if the food's okay and the service is great, we say that's a success, amen? So, you know, that's, that's even in those uh, arenas, we can see that. Many times I know from visiting the, the hospital and different things like that and, and talking to people, I really believe that it has a lot to do with our healing process, how people respond and people share and serve within the hospitals, nurses and doctors and things like that. Because, you know, a lot of times people will bring a, a real negative thing in with them. But you know what? If we as Christians can bring the positive and the light of Christ in the situation, it changes everything. Amen. So that's what we're going to be talking about serving today. So God commands us to serve one another. And we know sometimes it's difficult because guess what? There's difficult people. Anybody got a mirror? Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. Sometimes we just wonder, man, what's going on? Sometimes we can be difficult. But you know what? God gives us a remedy for that. And he says, you know what? I'm going to get ready to read that in just a minute. But he says, you know what? I want you to mimic my son. I want you to do what he did. Right? So I'm going to go ahead and read this uh, scripture. If you don't have your Bibles, you can see it up here. But today's scripture is going to be out of Colossians 3.23 and 3.24. And it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Now think about that. He says whatever the task, the goal is to work as if we're serving the Lord. Amen. And what that does, it keeps us from getting discouraged. Because sometimes if we just look at the, the mundane task and we think, man, I'm not making any difference here. You know, God's still watching. He wants to see, are you faithful with what he's, what he's given you? And I, I know from just seeing God working through what's going on here in the ministry, that when we're faithful with the little, God will go ahead and, and, and grow that. Amen. So if we're not faithful with the little, why do we want more? Right? Because we need to lean on the Lord and we need to be faithful right where we are. And that's the thing I want to talk to you about today is with uh, our, our concert and our festival coming up. It's a great opportunity to take and make practical application to this. But it's not just once a year when we do that. It's every opportunity. And that's what he's saying here. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Give it everything you got. And that's what I hope today is when we look at this, I pray that, you know what, Lord, I want to give you all of my heart today in this message. I want to give you everything I got. I don't want to, when we're at the end of the service, I don't want to have nothing left. So I pray that you come here today with an open heart to receive what God has for us. Amen. So let's take a look at this. One other fact, I want to make sure I don't, don't forget this. The last thing I wrote on my sheet is that we will never come up short being obedient to God. We'll never come up short being obedient to God. Now, that's a good thing, isn't it? So many times we just want to be uh, obedient to what we feel like, right? Our emotions. But you know what? It comes down to a matter of attitude. So if you got your sheets with you, we're going to cut through this thing. It's going to unpack pretty fast, but there's a lot, of, a lot of good points in here that we want to share, okay? So let's start by applying what we see here and read about our attitudes. What is it that shapes our attitudes? The first thing I have here is this. Our attitude... Our attitude is birth from our heart condition. And I put it this way. What we let in is what we let out. 
What we let in is what we let out. Think about it. If we're offended, our attitude is going to reflect that many times. If we're wounded, our attitude is going to reflect that many times. So what we need to do is guard our heart against the things of God that God has for us against the things of the world and guard it with the things of God and stay close to him. Amen. It takes time. Well, our next point we're going to roll through here. Our responses are shaped by our understanding and level of receiving. Now, it took a lot of time when the Lord laid this on my heart to, to make sure that I was going to unpack this the way that he explained it to me. And if we don't have proper understanding, we won't respond correctly. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example. If we, we don't understand how much God has forgiven us and receive it. Notice I said receive it. The chances are you won't choose to forgive others. And notice I said choose. Because there's a choice. We have a choice about the way we will respond. And remember, we can't pour out what we don't drink in. So if there's an area in your life that you feel like you're running on empty and you can't find a remedy, just like we sing about, the remedy is Jesus. So drink in what God has and pour out what God's given you to others. Amen. See, that should be a characteristic of, of our life that they see Christ in us, especially in the crisis. A lot of times that's not what they see in the crisis. You know, but you know what? Just like today, we can get a fresh start. Just like I said today, when we got ready to play that song, hey, let's leave it all behind. The things that the things that are, are, are blocking the best that God has for us, leave them all behind and let's tune in to what God's got today. Now, again, it's about a level of receiving. You can hear things and get it in your head, but if you don't let it drop into your heart and apply it, it doesn't do you much good. Right. That's the difference between knowledge and wisdom is what I say. You can have a lot of knowledge and never take a practical application and see the wisdom in that. Right. There's a lot of knowledge in a book uh, at, at uh, the library. But if you don't read it and apply it, it doesn't really become wisdom. Amen. So what we want to do is take what God's given us through his inspired word and apply it in our lives. Now, here's something that, that I can say that I, I see often here. And, and I really appreciate that. I wrote down delight in serving. Be cheerful. Don't be discontent about it. You know, what, how would y'all feel if we come in here and I met you at the door and go, uh, hey, man, you guys here again? <laughs> you know? Yeah, aren't we supposed to be here, Pastor Buddy? Yeah, I mean, think about that. I'm excited about you guys coming. I'm excited about the opportunities of what God's going to do in your life and in mine. I'm excited about that because you know what? We love you and we want to see God do his work in your life. And we love you right where you are. But you know what? We want to come alongside and encourage you to be everything that God's called you to be. And that's why we pray for you guys each and every day. And I know many of you guys pray for us as a church family, and we appreciate that. That's that bond. But you know what? When we're serving, delight in serving. You'll be surprised how that will just revolutionize your day. If you get up and you're dreading about going down here Saturday and say, man, we're going to have to set up some tents Friday night and we got to do this. How about looking and say, you know what? We're going to get there and we're going to pray for good weather. And guess what? We're going to see God on display. We're going to see God on display. Where? Because you're going to bring him with you. Right? He said, we're two or more gathered. There he is. Right? So we've got to have at least two people. Miles, you coming? And he's going to be there. So God's going to be there. Amen. All right. He's going to be right there in the middle of us. Right? And it's going to be many more. Now, let me tell you something else about that. A lot of times you say, man, I can't swing a hammer. That's okay. Oh, I can't cook a burger. All these things I can't. Find a thing you can do and do it. Find a thing you can do and do it. It might be, you know what? Sitting in front of your air conditioner at home and praying. Ain't nothing wrong with that. 
We'll take all the prayer that you want to dish out. Amen. Because we know that prayer changes everything. So we want to be cheerful in whatever we do. Guess what else we want to do? We want to work with enthusiasm. Can you imagine if I just come in here with a doom and gloom, old schlep rock cloud? Yeah, here we go. Here we go again. Man, you know what? I'm going to have to play another song. I'm going to have to do Man, I go, man, we get to do this. I'm sitting there watching the clock. How much can I just cram in there in 60 minutes or so? And I said, so. Or so. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yeah. when we started out, I was like, okay, right around 11. Then we keep inching out. But you know what? We can't, or we shouldn't, and we won't put a timeline on what God's doing. Amen. We just want to be in the flow of what God's doing. And that's what's going to be best for us. So many times we look at this, we just need to continue to drink in His goodness and be cheerful about what we do. Now think about it. Our motives come from the Master. So serve Him. Serve Him. Let the, let the Lord show you what He wants to do in your life and through your life. And then serve Him with everything you got. Do your best even when no one's looking. That's hard sometimes, isn't it? You think about this. If you're cleaning house, you know, I think about this. You know, if you're cleaning house, do you lift up the mat and just sweep it under there? Or do you clean it all up and, and make it look right even when they can't see it, you know? That's the whole thing. Whatever you're doing. I see a lot of snickering back there. Next time I go visit, I'm going to flip up y'all's carpet. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> then we had the door. It's Pastor Buddy. He's looking. He's got a, he's got a white glove. No, I'm teasing. You know, I, I tell you what, though. But whatever we do, let's do it with enthusiasm and do it our best. I didn't say you had to be the best. Right? You, didn't have, you don't have to be the best. Just do your best. Every Sunday I get the privilege to come up here. I try to do my best. But I don't lean on what I can do. I do all the studying I can. I take all the prayers I can. And all those things. But ultimately, my enthusiasm in doing my best is because I want to please the audience of one. The Lord. He's entrusted this to us. And I say us because it's a family thing. Right? But you know what? I want to be enthusiastic about it. Now, you know what? You sometimes, you got to think about that and see what's going on. Because if not, you can let the ways of the world just start dragging you down. That's what sometimes, man, when that alarm's going off, the alarm's all happy. I'm going, stop, stop. But you know what? We get up, stretch out a little bit, and get ready to hit it with everything we have. Because you know what? God is worth it. God is worth it. So I want you to listen to this here. We talk about this from time to time, and I can't say enough about it. Run that race. And I thought about this last night, man. It's funny when you, you're dealing with the, the things in the Bible that God will bring things back to your memory. You know? Now, I know y'all can't tell it from my, my uh, walking and jumping and abilities right now, but I used to love to run. As a kid, I would run anywhere. I would race anywhere. If we went to the bathroom, I ran. If we did an ice cream truck, I'd give my head start, man. I would run. And when I was in elementary school, every year when they had up there who did the fastest and all this, I was in like the top three. That was a long time ago. Okay? But now let me tell you about the reality of that. Then we went to Spratly, right? And back then they used to do a lot of busing. That means when you're here, you know everybody you go to school with. Man, when I went to junior high school, I, went with, I met people from 10, 15 miles away. And they could run fast. They could run faster. And I thought about that last night. It's funny how this went back. I thought about, you know, running our own race. And we got to keep our eyes on the Lord. And I thought about one time in seventh grade when we were running. Right? And what's that thing when you get up here? We do this, the relay race, the baton. Yeah, we're doing that thing. We're rolling. And here we go. I remember I said, I don't matter. Just, just get, get me on that last leg. I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to bring it home. I was, I was ready. I was ready. So, boom. I'm looking out at this man. I can hear him coming up on me. Because I ain't supposed to look back. I'm supposed to feel it. Just keep rolling. 
And I got that baton. Man, I'm going. I'm giving all I got, man. And I'm cheesing, man. I'm telling you, just bugs in my teeth. I go, we got it, baby. And all of a sudden, I heard something. <laughs> Philip Berkeley. Know his name just as good as any. Here comes Phil. And you know what? I was supposed to be running my race. And I look at Phil. And you know when you see the tip cartoons and they smile and it goes, ding. <laughs> That's what I got. Phil was just going. He was, like, he was just like on a cloud, man. I had everything, every joint was, was going out on over temp. I was going, <laughs> going like this. And then Phil was just, whew, whew, whew. and then he had to seal the deal, didn't he? He had to give me that smile. Ding. I got plenty more. Ding. And guess what I did? I go, I can't believe this. So I stopped running my race. I was all up in his lane. I was over here. I was like, I can't believe that. I'm over here. I got my stick all over here, running like this, all back and forth. And I'm looking now. Everybody, everybody go, get out of the way. Get out of the way. I'm weaving. I'm not running my race. I was trying to run his race. I took my eyes off. And what I want to say about that, even in our Christian walk, we can be encouraged by other folks. But ultimately, keep our eyes on the Lord. Run your race. Because I believe God's smiling going, ding. It's your race. Bring it on. So anytime y'all run into a fast man named Philip, just keep on doing running your own race. Amen. Let's see what else we got here. Woo-hoo. Had a couple of things over here before we go to the next thing. When we're talking about our attitudes, and I'm going to bring it home with an a, a, a anchor here in just a minute. Two things I want you to nail down here. Does your attitude point others to Christ? Does your attitude point others to Christ? And can God use your life to draw others to himself? Think about that. Now, I always like to give you a, a scripture. And Philippians 2, 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. When I was running that race, I was thinking about me and my team. Me, 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 me. Right? I was thinking, man, we're going to win. We're going to do this. All right? I wasn't thinking about running the race for the Lord. I was thinking about running the race for me. But you know what? We have a role model, and his name is Jesus Christ. And when we work and walk and go through things in our Christian life, Keep him as the focus, amen? Keep him as the one that makes the difference. So everybody doing good? Everybody got a great attitude in here today, right? Amen, I love it, I love it. Well, let's roll on out of this and take a look. Now we want to talk about the issues of the heart. We just said a minute ago, our attitude is birthed from our heart condition. So we need to make sure that our motives are right, right? And if we want to do this, we need to be spending time with the Lord, allowing his way and his word to shape us, right? Check your motives. Going back to that race when I was in junior high school, my motives weren't right. And even if you look at that, something as small as that, and you might say, well, man, that's a long time ago. You're a young guy. Well, you know what? Sometimes them habits are hard to break. Because a lot of times when it moves from the race at the junior high school, it moves to, is my team the best? Is Do I have the biggest house? Do I have the fastest car? Whatever it is, because, you know, we can take that slide rule and move it right to where you are now. And the reason I say that, check our motives. Check our motives, right? Because you know what? As we go through, I want you to remember this. Character matters. And they're all interwoven, right? Because we are reflecting Christ to the world. Honor God. We want to honor God when we're reflecting character matters. You know, when, you, when, when somebody says your name, do, do you think people just go, oh man, buddy. Oh gosh, Denise. Or did they go, hey, yeah, I know that guy. I know that gal. There's somebody right there. Let me talk to him. There. Yeah, I'll tease him. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, 
got you here. <laughs> but you know, character does matter. Character matters. And, and you know what? Sometimes we, we miss the mark, but just like we were talking today, I want you to realize that we can get a fresh start. And my dad used to tell me all the time, he said, man, it, you know, there's something to be said about a good name. Do your best to keep a good name, you know? And there's been times I've done better than others. But you know, thank the Lord that God Almighty doesn't hold up scorecards. You know what I mean? He doesn't have like some golden scales and go, man, buddy, you did pretty good on this, but you really blew it on that. When he looks at your life and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he says, you're mine. You're mine. He's got you sealed all the way to the finish line. Amen. Isn't that good stuff? So what, what I'm talking about is character. The character that God has placed in us on who we are, the Holy Spirit. Let it shine through in every area of our life. Amen. Serve out of love for the Lord. And you know what? So many times we're motivated by everything else. But if we go back to the basics, we should serve out of love of the Lord. We don't do things to impress God. We do things because God has impressed on us how much he loves us. Does that make sense? When we realize how much God loves us, then we want to honor him. Whatever we do. So look at this. If we are motivated by our love for him, it changes serving from a chore to a chance. A chance to display him well. See, remember when we were talking the other day? We were talking about this. Remember that there's a, there's a platform that God allows us to have, right? You say, well, oh, you're speaking. Okay, you got a platform. Oh, you're playing guitar. you got a platform. You have a platform in every day of life. It might be going out to your mailbox, and it might be encouraging your neighbor. It might be going to your mailbox and seeing that the newspaper from your neighbor is not there, and maybe you can take it over there. You know, I didn't think much of that until my mom got about 83 years old. That's a big deal when somebody lays her paper on the door. You know what I mean? We don't think about some of these things, but you know what? You can be a huge blessing with just a little effort sometimes. And you know how you do that? You stop thinking about yourself and you start thinking about somebody else. Amen. How many of this? How, how about an encouraging phone call every now and then? Don't want nothing. Don't need nothing. Just want to see how you are. See, a lot of times I'll call folks and if they don't pick up, I'll just say, hey, man, don't want nothing. Don't need nothing. Just thinking about you today. I've been praying for you. Have a great day. That's nice, isn't it? You know, and there's nothing wrong if, if you know, there's something that's going on in your life and you need to talk to somebody. That's another thing we can we can dial into. But you know what? Are we serving out of the love for the Lord? Amen. I pray that we are. Now, I wrote this next statement. We need to flow with God. Now, if, if God is setting the, the pace in our life, we should be able to flow with God fairly easy. Right. But what we have to do is die to self to do that. We have to die to self to do that because so many times we want to drive the bus. And every time I drive the bus, it ends up in the gutter. And then I have to get the Lord to come and help me out, right? So many times we want control. And you find that at work and everything else. But like we saw many times, we see people want control in things, right? And then when there's responsibility attached to it, they don't want any more control, right? That's the way it works. When God gives you something... He wants you to be responsible with it. So look at this. When we allow our hearts to be cultivated by his love, we flow in his will. If you want to flow in his will, we need to have our heart cultivated and consumed with the love of God. We will respond in like Christ. That's what we want to do. How did he respond? How did Christ respond? He was attentive to the needs of others. Now, we talked about that just a little bit. It could be just as much as saying, hey, it could be just as much as a phone call. It could be just as much as helping somebody cross the street. But how did Jesus respond? 
And we continue to look at this. I, I thought this was amazing as I was studying this week. Me and my mother-in-law talked about it a little bit. When we look at the life of Jesus, how did he respond? He was, he was aware of the surroundings. He was aware of what people's needs were. And he had a ministry that lasted about three and a half years once he got geared up, right? But we noticed though, he never rushed, did he? He never rushed. He didn't say, man, let me pray for you right here. Let me pray for you right here. Look out, look out, man. Body slamming people. I'll pray for you next week. Here you go. He wasn't doing that. He took time with people. See, today with everything you want like this, we have a way, okay, yeah, that's good. Uh-huh, Mike, that's good. Uh-huh, yeah, and I'm, and I'm going over here and he's trying to tell me something that really is going on. And so I go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I walk right by there and I go to somebody else and I go to somebody else. And guess what, guess what that would make this person feel like? I really don't matter. Jesus took the time to let you know that you matter. I pray that your church family takes the time to know that you matter. Now, not only do we do it with inside the walls, we got an opportunity to do it outside the walls. Take our time and invest in people. Okay? And you know what? Sometimes you might get hurt. And sometimes you might get wounded. But you know what? Work at it like you're serving the Lord. Do you think the Lord ever gets wounded? You know, when we sell them out, when we, we, we say, no, I'm going to do it my way. You know, over and over. But his love for us continues to draw him closer and closer to us in those situations. So that's what I pray that we see when we are following the model of Christ, that we're attentive to the needs of others. Also, be compassionate. And that all ties into the heart and the motive. We need to be compassionate. Are we compassionate people? Do we think about, you know, when somebody says, man, I've got this going on. Do we listen and do we think of ways, you know, maybe I could be a blessing here. Or maybe it's just time to pray about this, you know. There's always time to pray. There's always time to pray. If we get too busy to pray, we've missed it. We've missed it. Take time and let God mold the moments he's given you. All right. And he gives you. I wanted to share a little bit about this here. I thought about that. And, and that just that really hit my heart when the Lord gave that to me. And, and the best example that I can, can give you in that is my mother-in-law and father-in-law. Now, they're not perfect, but I, I think the world of them. And, and this is what I say. Take time and let God mold the moments he gives you. They got five grandchildren. They do stuff collectively and they do stuff individually with them. You see, because they know the importance of family. They know the importance of loving on them in the Lord. But they also know sometimes you might just need a little one-on-one time. And I think that's amazing. And you know what they do? They take those times and let God mold them moments. Because all the grandkids know anytime they can grab the phone. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because, you know, sometimes mom and dad, maybe they're busy doing something. Right? Or maybe it just gets so we hear it all the time and we go, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. But see, having them in that picture, right, is an amazing thing because they take time and they allow God to mold and, 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 and do that so that the greater purpose of God being in their life comes to the surface. I wrote it this way teaching, training, and loving, leaving a godly legacy. They are committed to seeing God fulfill his promises in each of them. Wow. They're committed to seeing God's promises fulfilled for each one of them. Never forget this. Before, before y'all had five grandchildren, right? When it was just Thomas and Wade. I remember my mother-in-law was telling me this all the time. And she still, she still mentions this. And she tells the kids this. Ever since they're born, she prays on a regular basis for them to find the mate that God has for them. 
And you think about that. Every time the Lord lays that on her heart, she prays that. And I think that's amazing. So you know what? Does she judge everybody to bring over? No. She just trusts God. Does she say, well, you know, I think you ought to go out with Sally Sue or Joe Blow or whatever. No. She's trusting in the Lord and leaving it at the Lord's feet. But she brings up to the Lord and trusts the Lord that God will work through their, through their hearts and, and God will draw the person for them to have. Because she knows, and my father-in-law knows, the, the, what do I want to say? The importance, that seems like an understatement, the importance to be uh, yoked evenly. And you want a problem, you, you get married to a non-believer if you're a believer. Okay? I'm not saying it can't work. I'm not saying, saying that, uh, you know, you, you don't just hang out with people that believe. Uh, any of that. What I'm trying to say is this. Man, when I counsel people about getting married, I say, okay, where's God fit in? All right? And then I say, well, how will you raise your children? See, if you got a worldly view and you got a godly view, guess who's going to suffer? The kids. Right? Okay, how's your finances are going to go? Everything needs to bloom, like we said last week, out of that relationship with the Lord. Okay? So it's really important. And, and you know, my, my mother-in-law's prayer is that God will bring the right person who is hearing from the Lord into their lives. And I think that's amazing. So, so what I'm saying in, in a nutshell on all this, the heart does matter. Our motives matter. Our character matter. Serve out of the love of the Lord and flow with God. And listen to this. Be attentive to the needs of others and be compassionate, right? So let's take a look at our word anchor here. Matthew 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Their heart is in their, their grandchildren, not just one place. Their heart is in seeing a legacy of godliness flow through their family tree. You know, and not just them. I just, I just pick them out. I don't want to embarrass them or raise them up or anything else. I just want to say, I know that's something I can take a snapshot and go, I see God working there. You know, so what does that do for me? I say, you know what? I like the way they look. I like the way they look at the situation here. Lord, help me to mold those moments. How many mold those moments in my marriage? How many mold those moments in, in time with church? How many mold those moments as we have an opportunity to share Jesus Christ? Where is your treasure? Where is your treasure? That's the question today. Because you know what? That's where you'll find your heart. Amen? Well, you know what? We're getting ready to, to gear up on this next thing. And Miss Tanya was talking about um, that we're going to need some committed folks. And so let's take a look at this. The word says here in Proverbs 6, 3, it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we commit this outing into your hands. We commit this weekend into your hands, the rest of the service and all of the service into your hands, Lord, because you know what? We want your guidance and your way and your will on it. So take a look at this. I thought about, as we were unpacking this a little bit, don't hand off what you know you should carry. What do you mean by that? When you play football, right? You got different plays. Sometimes you pass. Sometimes you hand off. Listen to what I'm saying here. Don't delegate or leave what God has for you to do. Rise up and serve. If you know, now listen, delegation is a, is a great thing. Listen to the Lord. And I'm going to unpack this a little bit. I'm going to read it again. Don't delegate or leave what God has you to do for someone else. Rise up and serve. See, a lot of times we think, oh, well, somebody else ought to do that. Find out by seeking the Lord what he has you to do and then do it the best of your ability. That's what I'm saying. Be a part of what God's got going on. Be committed. Now here's something else. Do what you say. Do what you say. You know, when I'm raising my kids, I'm just saying, just do, just do what you say you're going to do. 
That's, that's, you know why? Because so many times it's better to say, I can't commit than to say you can and don't. Did y'all hear that? It's better to say, I can't commit than to say you can and don't. Explain. If you tell me that you're going to be there Friday and I'm counting on everybody being there Friday to do some tents. I'm using that for example. And you don't come. Guess what? We're going to be short. All right. Now, I understand things come up. I understand there's a lot of different things going on. But you know what? Communication can smooth those things out. You ever had that happen? You ever had something? Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then when you get ready to do something, they ain't got it. You know? And so, so then you've got to have a backup plan. You've got to have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. And now it's caused more energy and it's caused friction. It's going to get to this next one right here. You know why that happens? So many times people overextend themselves. They got the right heart. They want to do it. But you know what? Sometimes trying to get all those pieces of the puzzle together makes it a little tough. So don't overextend yourself. And we're talking about serving the Lord. Right? You can overextend yourself at church. You say, okay, I'll set up the chairs. I'll do this. I'll do this. And I'll pass out this and everything. And then you're just a, a nervous wreck. And you're wore out. And you're not any good to anybody because you're just wore out. Right? So find the thing that God's called you to do and do it with all your heart. Amen. Amen. Now, remember we said something about taking time? Build into others' lives. It's really important. I say it this way. It's really important to reseed. A lot of people uh, do gardening and stuff, right? You do that and you, you till the ground and you put some seed in. And, or maybe just doing your grass. You got to reseed it each year because you want it to come back in full again. Let me tell you, young folks right here, we want to sow a seed into your life. Because you know what? We're not always going to be here. We want to leave that godly legacy, right? So we want to invest and take some time. That's why it's important. We want to do some stuff with the young folks, right? Not just the young folks, but guess what? Don't forget about the seniors too, because guess what? They can bring a lot of wisdom to the table. A lot of wisdom to the table. So what we, what we try to do is, Lord, how do we take your family and work it all together and be effective for the kingdom? You know how you do that? You put God first. You put God first in the situation and you watch how he works through folks. But you know what? It's great that we invest in one another and take time because that's what it's going to take to build into the lives of those. Now, be supportive. Now, I've seen different situations being in ministry for a long time and I, I'm not backbiting. I'm just saying what I've seen. You know, we go to different places and, and they get things geared up and the youth will get going and they want to do some stuff. And then somebody, whoo, they're playing too loud. They need their own place over here. Well, guess what? If they're not working together, that's great to have your own space, but you got to feather that in, right? They got to know how to work within the whole conglomeration of, of, of the church business, right? All right. And, and unfortunately, it is business sometimes. There's different things we have to be accountable for. We have to make sure that we're good stewards. But what I'm saying is this when we turn around and we build into their lives, build them, build into their life for success, not defeat. See, sometimes people say, well, I gave it to them. Did you train them? Did you show them how to do it? Or did you just drop off the blocks and leave? See, it takes investment. It takes time. And then it takes nurturing. It takes nurturing. If you're raising kids or working in any type of relationship, we know that it takes a little time. And when they, when they miss it, you don't go, nope. No good. No, you say, hey, you know what, man? I think there might be a little bit better way to do this. Let's see if we can look at this. Do you understand why maybe that didn't work out the best? And you know what I found with my kids? A lot of times they got a better way to do it than I do. So I need to be open to that and give them opportunities to grow. I'm not just talking about 
spiritually, but give them opportunities to take what they've learned here and apply it in the world. Amen. So that they could be a mirror of Christ as well. Now, some people really don't really understand how harsh they can be with their words. We have to really think about it. I wrote this. Speak words that build up, not tear down. You say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the tone that you bring something with sometimes has a big deal to do with all that. So when we're thinking about serving and we're helping and we're doing some stuff, guess what? Sometimes it's kind of hot outside moving things. Sometimes it's kind of tough getting all the wires together. Sometimes it's kind of tough flipping the burgers and doing the different things because it's hot out there. But I want you to remember this. Speak words that build up and don't tear down. There's a bigger picture than what's going on at that moment. And if we can step back and allow God to work through us, you're going to see that God will bless that. Amen. So let's take a look at where we're heading here. Oh, one other thing I wanted to put in here. Sometimes it's a good thing I have notes because I get geared up here. I say on this last thing here when we talk about speaking and, and, and building up others. I mention this from time to time, but I want to make sure I put this in. Here. Take time to pull the gold out that God has planted in each one. God's planted something unique in you and you and you and everybody that comes through here. And take time to nurture that out so that they can see the positive in their life. And you know what? Sometimes it's good to look back over their life and talk to them about different things, especially if they're going through a tough time, and help them see where God is at work in their life. I've talked to people, and, and they've been so down. And we talk about a few things, and they talk about a couple of situations that's happened in their life. And, and I ask, Lord, Lord, show me where you were at work, even in the midst of this. Even in the midst of bad decisions. And sometimes it's not even bad decisions. Sometimes it's just the way things happen. And, and, and what God allows us to do sometimes, if we're praying and, and seeking His will, He can help us pinpoint areas and say, you know what? Just think if that would have went this way. It could have really been bad. But you know what? I believe God's moving in that situation. I believe God's moving in that situation. How many times have there been things in your life that you, you thought, man, this is the way I need to go. But through a series of events, you weren't there. Maybe you weren't there and something went down. I tell you real quickly, in my life, when I grew up, there was a lot of bad things going on. And when you're 14 years old and you want to play guitar with all the big guys. When I was 14 years old, I played music with guys that were 21 and 25 years old. Okay? And so the biggest thing is I would go there and, 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 and that's a big gap between 14 and 21 and 25. And when you're in the rock and roll stuff, there's a lot of other stuff that goes on with that. And you see a lot of different things. But you know what? People said, how come you never did any drugs? The grace of God. The grace of God. It was all over the place. It was everywhere. But you know what kept going back to me? That would kill my folks. That would kill my mom and dad. But see, I knew the love of my mom and dad for me. Now, as I've grown, I see the love of God that he has for me. So I want to serve him well. Sometimes I blow it, but God says, get back up and keep going. So what I'm saying about this situation, when, you, when you're in some of these situations, be committed to the love of Christ. Be committed to the love that he has for you. And then you turn around and you give it back to him. Because you know what? All this is going to tie in right here. Because it's about worship. Amen? It's about a heart for worship. James 4, 8 says this. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, I unpacked all these things. Attitude, heart, commitment, and we rolled it into worship. Because really, all these things that we're talking about this morning can be rolled up into worship. Our attitude, our heart condition, our commitment to Christ are all acts of worship. Amen? Now, let's take a look at this. This is to help us get our minds and hearts aligned with what God has for us, okay? 
I wrote here, reflect on the faithfulness of God. His faithfulness should inspire us to be faithful. His faithfulness should inspire us to be faithful. When I think about that, I'm going to go back to that, that, that situation. You know, when I, I was in situations like that and I thought about the faithfulness to my parents, that, that, that they had been so faithful and they, they allowed me and they entrusted me to go play music here. And I know they weren't stupid. But you know what? They were trusting me and entrusting me. You know what? I've trained you up. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. Right? They didn't dangle me out there like some gator bait though either. But you know what? They'd follow up. How are you doing? What's going on? Let's take that same thing and let's do it on a bigger scale with God. Reflect on the faithfulness of Christ. That should keep us inspired to be faithful to Him. Amen? And here's something else. We don't have to do it on our own. We do it by the power of the Holy Spirit that's dwelling in us. Amen? We are not on our own. That's the good news. Remember what He has done. See, a lot of times we forget. We forget what God has done in our lives. When we remember what He's done, it helps us to remember what we should do. What should we do? We should be a reflection of God. That's why we do what we do here today. We want to point back the praise to our Heavenly Father. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed, we, we don't rejoice in our, in our salvation. I want to tell you today, rejoice in your salvation. That God has rescued you out of the pit of hell and said, you know what? I have a place for you and my family. When you put your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, he says, you're mine. Yeah, but what about this? He says, you're mine. From beginning to the end, I seal you with my spirit. See, that's good news. That's why we're going to get out of these walls and tell everybody about it. Right? That's why we got CDs that tell people about them. That's why Tim's got the app out there to tell people about the goodness of God. All these different avenues. And if you guys can think of any other avenues that we can do, that we can scream out and say, God loves you, let us know. Because we want people to rejoice in the salvation. You know why? Because God paid a big price tag. He paid a big price tag for that. And he says, you're worth it. Amen. Keep the fire burning. As I was unpacking some of these things, I thought, you know, how do we keep the fire burning? Man, we need to stir up that gift. You know how we do? Just like I said, remember what he's done for you. You know what? In relationships, in husbands and wives, sometimes we need to to think about what we've been through with that, that spouse and how we made it this far. And think, man, God's blessed me with this woman or this man, right? Because a lot of times we just play it over. I can't believe he's going to wear those same holy socks again. You know, whatever it is. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. But you know what? If you go back and you think about how God brought you together and how God's given you the strength to stay together, that makes all the difference in the world. Reflect and keep the fire burning. Now, here's something else. It's got to, it, it's, this has got to be. How about that? It's a got to be. We need to walk with him daily, not just Sunday. But daily. Now I hope that, that you guys take what we, we study here and apply it through your life each day. See, a lot of times, you know, when I talk to folks and, and whether they go here or, or go to another church, I'll see them maybe at work or somewhere and I'll say, hey, what was the message on? And come Tuesday, they go, uh, um, I don't know. That's why we do the handouts. That's why we put it back on the website. That's why we got it on the app so that you can go back and remember Right? That you could go back and hear that again. We can never, we should never grow tired of hearing the truth of God's word. Amen? Walk with Him daily. And now, as we walk with Him daily, God wants us to model Christ to the world. How do we model Christ to the world? I put it this way. Show the world your Savior. See, they should see a change in your life. They should see a change in your life. You, you are, are now 
one with Christ because of what he's done for you. That makes all the difference in the world. When you thought it was you against the world, that's not the game anymore. Here's the truth. The truth is that God is for you, that God is with you, God is in you. And as we proclaim those things, as we strengthen on the word of God and we speak the things right out of our mouth, the authority of the believer, God starts transforming situations all around us and mainly through us. Amen. So that's how we keep it alive. That's how we walk with him daily. And that's how we model Christ to the world. I want to leave you with this thought right here. Serve with excellence. Why? Because he's watching. Because he's worth it. And because he's made the greatest uh, sacrifice known to anybody. And that's given up his son and his life for us. And that's what I want you to hear today. That you know what? Even we started out talking about our serving. All the serving is tied to worship. So no matter what's going on, let's take a look at our attitudes. How's our attitude about serving? How's our attitude about giving? How's our attitude about praying? What does our heart condition look like this morning? You say, well, buddy, I, I, I don't know. You know, I've had a lot of things going on this week. Well, you know what? Lay them down and pick up on what God's got for you today. That's the grace of God. That's the restoration of God. That's the restoring of God. That's the blood of Christ that was poured out that purchased you out of your sin and set you in right relationship in his family. Amen. So if you're here today and you say, man, you know what? It's just been a long week and it's been some tough times and I've got family issues. I've got money issues. Whatever the issue is, God is the remedy for your issue. Jesus is the remedy. And so what I want you to understand today, as we leave this place, let's go and serve. And I put this little graphic up here. Serve with the heart of God displayed. The title of the message was at your service. When God calls, how do you respond? You say, Lord, I'm at your service. I pray that it is. Because you know why? God wants to use you individually and us collectively. But you know what? As we look at that, sometimes we can be overwhelmed. I want you to take your hand out and look at this. I'm going to read this again. I'm going to leave this, this, this thought with you today. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And I go back to that. Think about this. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. I want to encourage you today. Whatever you do, do it with the right motives. Do it with your heart focused on Christ. And now I'm going to ask you the biggest question of all. Do you have Christ in your life? Before any of this can take place, you've got to make one step. And it's a step to the cross to receive Jesus Christ. And it's understanding that our sin separates us from an awesome and perfect and amazing holy God. And we can't find our way back to him on our own. Bible says that our works are like filthy rags. So many times I talk to people and they think it's about what they do to get them there. It's about what he's done. So with your eyes closed and your heads bowed and your hearts open, I pray if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that today's the day. So if that's your prayer today, don't leave here without saying, you know what, buddy, that made sense to me. Today I want to know. 
Well, this is how you know. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from your dead, you will be saved. If that's your prayer today, speak it out of faith, out of your heart. Say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me and save me of my sin. And help me walk this out. And he will do it. And if that's your prayer today and you've done that, grab hold of somebody and say, I want to let you know that I prayed that prayer with you today, buddy. If you're listening, check it out on the website, man. Send us an email and say, you know what? I prayed that prayer today. Today I'm going to walk with you today, Lord. Today I'm going to walk with you today. And if you're here, I want to go one step further. If there's something going on with you today and you don't feel as close as you once did, come on back to him right here, right now. Say, Lord, you know what? I've been running away. I want to run back into your arms. And he says, come on home. We'll always give you the opportunity each time we're together to draw on what God has for you. And what God has for you is that he paid your sin debt in full. I pray the day that you receive that, you receive him right here and right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.